Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. True story. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody, for a Thursday, March the 18th, 2021. We're coming to you live from the bunker in Western Canada. I'm Rod. He is Moose DuPont, and we are going live. How's your Thursday so far, Moose? It's great. I was a little worried about you. Scrambling. I was worried. He came in here. His hair's not perfect, and he showed up uh, 12 minutes ago. Sorry to throw you under the bus, but how's it feel? That's okay. (laughs) You're okay, though? I thought you slept in. I know, right? We had a late night last night. Yes. So it would have been justified, but no, we're okay. What would it have been? Uh, is it ever? <laughs> you don't have any moose in your moose's no, hair. Moose doesn't have any moose. So we got a lot of things to talk about today, and uh, our guests, I'm very excited about them. The Grim Reaper, Stu Grimson's going to join us from Music City. And I'll tell you right now why I'm excited. I'm going to talk with Grimmer about the usual hockey stuff, of course, but there's one thing I want to talk to him about. The Nashville Predators seem to have the middle south of America locked down in terms of a market. Because we get text messages come in on the Prairie Mobile text line from the viewers in Mississippi, Alabama, and they ask about the Predators. I want to know if he's even aware how big they are in that region of the world. And speaking of that, we had to put the Prairie Mobile text line on the charger. So it's going to be out of commission for the next 14 minutes. But then for the rest of the show, I'd like to do a check-in Thursday. I used to do it on my old radio show. Remember that? Yeah. And we used to go, ooh, somebody's listening west of Swift Current. (laughs) Now, wherever you're watching from across North America on Game Plus TV, text us, please. You're sitting there. You're not doing anything. If you're driving, please ignore this. If you've got nothing else to do, shoot us a text and tell us where you're watching from. I'd be very interested to know. Yeah. 306-840-8777. That's 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Town Mobility dealer. And the Silver, Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, will be joining us. And the guy has a resume the size of a phone book. WWF promoter. Bret Hart's agent. Worked in junior hockey for the Pats and Warriors. Worked for CTV. He's owned a restaurant. Like, this guy's done it all. He's not just going to join us to talk hockey. I want his take on the CFL, XFL. And although I'm not sure there's any news in the last day, there's been a lot of opinion. But there's, I'm not sure about news. There is a difference. But we'll get to it all with the Silver Fox. So let's hit the uh, Prairie Mobile. Let's hit the Quick Six, please, Jordan. Thank you, thank you. I have to say this about the pink drink that I'm on. Yeah. I didn't need any more energy. 
But you got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just vibrating. Most like I'm down. I'm not joking. 13 pounds in 10 days now. Oh my Can gosh. you tell? Can you really? You're looking Can good. Can you tell? Very svelte. I've got a lot of energy. Energy wasn't a problem before. Beltline, yes. Energy, no. Here we go. Here's my NHL leftovers from last night. What the hell, Flames? We're calling a hockey game last night, the Pats and Warrior, or Pats and Broncos. I'm just seeing these goals going bing, 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 bing. Was it 7 nothing at one time? One. For sure 7-1. Yeah. Yeah. It ended 7-2 for the orders. Not that I'm complaining, but what happened? We weren't watching the game live. We were doing our own game. Like, did Markstrom fall asleep? You guys take your hands off the wheel? It's not a good day in Calgary because I see the order fans are chirping. Like, we love that stuff. I'm just asking what happened. Somebody in Calgary want to tell me what happened? Tell you the Jolly Rancher wouldn't be too happy. Not so much. Yeah, and then over at MSG, the Rangers, their entire coaching staff gets wiped out because of COVID, and they go out and route the Philadelphia Flyers 9-0. So my leftover on that is, who needs coaches? But that's tongue-in-cheek because the pride of Imperial Saskatchewan, Chris Knobloch, called up from the Hartford Wolfpack, uh, the AHL coached the Rangers to his, to his first career NHL win. So it's like, Dave Quinn, just you stay there in the room. We'll keep Nobby here. And I know that Ryan Hall's watching from the Broadway Hat podcast in New York. And I asked him to chime in today because we talked about the future of the Rangers. And does Chris Knobloch figure into it as their head coach? He may, especially after last night. Um, the Jets don't lose after a loss. I'm just throwing that out there. They're 9-0-1, the Winnipeg Jets, coming off a loss. And that's good news, particularly come playoff time, because they're going to be in the playoffs Right? Yep. You can't go on a losing streak in the playoffs. So the Winnipeg Jets have their problems, but they seem relatively small, I would suggest. And they beat the Montreal Canadiens 4-3 in overtime last night. And we are, like, when are we going to declare a winner of the PLD line A trade? Is that just snuck up on everybody? I know. Like, it's not even close. Right. Not at all. But you didn't, last time, or maybe it was Munzee didn't want to declare a winner. Nobody does, right? You yeah. You don't want to declare a winner too soon. You got to look at the life of the trade, but no, I think I think you're pretty happy if you're the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this is funny. <laughs> Jason in Red Deer says, "Um, excuse me, Rod. It was seven three, not seven two. LOL. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for pointing that out. Rob Somerville says, "Checking in from Winnipeg." Flames fan Troy Durrell says, Markstrom struggled. Edmonton capitalized on their chances. You see, they're keeping McDavid and uh, Neon Leon together. I don't know why you wouldn't do that forever. I understand what the order fans who think they're our coaches are saying. You need to spread your talent through the lines. Uh, apparently, you don't. Not right now, anyways, because they're winning with those two guys together. Those guys can play almost half the game. Just keep the other team off the scoreboard the other half, and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You should win most nights. Hey, let's get the uh, YouTube. Wakey, wakey, YouTube. One comment's come in from there. Ryan McCarthy says, checking in from a dreary upstate New York today. Welcome to Thursday, everyone. Let's get it going. Can we get a little noise here? This, by the way, is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the NHL, UFC, and Regina Pats hockey. Uh, 
leading me into point two. The Bedard watch. Connor Bedard had a goal and an assist last night for the Regina Pats and a 3-2 win over the Swift Current Broncos. I was talking with my brother this morning, hockey guy, and I said I've been getting a lot of blowback from people about the Bedard hype, too much of it. My brother said, tell you what, when those other players do what he's doing, they'll get the hype too. He's not wrong. Mic drop. Zip it. Point three, Deshaun Watson's claims of sexual harassment, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. Uh, This has all come up in the last 24 hours. Two massage therapists in Houston have accused him of sexual harassment. And my spider senses went off the second that I heard of this story. They very delicately broached it on the ESPN Get Up This Morning and with Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. has a law degree And he dabbled in it more than anybody else. Here's my thinking on Deshaun Watson. I don't know him personally, but I know a lot of guys that do know Deshaun Watson. And what have they said? He's an unbelievable guy. I know you don't know, you don't know, you don't fully know anyone. But nobody's ever heard anything wrong about Deshaun Watson. And the timing to me is remarkable that It's incredibly hard to get an abuse victim to come forward. Like, incredibly hard. Trust me, I'm dealing with it right now. And two come out? Right in the middle of the time that he's in a contract stalemate with the Houston Texans? Like, I know I'm skeptical and probably in a little way jaded, but... Who knows? And the courts are going to sort this out, right? But they've asked for six-figure settlements. As Stephen A. said, the guy may has a $140 million contract. Why are you only asking for a six-figure settlement? So my, my spider senses went off. And it's, I, it's not if he's guilty of it, fry him, okay? And in Texas, they might. I'm just saying for a team, somebody to be behind this, to turn a fan base against a guy to get him out of town, drop his value... See what I'm saying? That's that's all that I'm saying. Spider senses are tingling. That's nothing against the people that have come forward, but it's it's just strange timing to me. We'll see where it goes. Point four, the Raptors have lost six in a row. You got to love Rod Black. I don't know if you saw the Sports Center, his clip with Leo. March Madness has turned into March Sadness. Such a blackie. Of course, that's him. (laughs) Uh, Point five, Argo notes. On, was it Tuesday that the Argos signed Enoch Mwamba, or was it yesterday? Who knows? It got lost up, swept out in the wash. Yeah. He was my number two free agent going into free agency. Number two behind Brandon Banks, who stayed with Hamilton. And now he went to number one, and the Argos got him yesterday. And, of course, everybody's saying, of course they got him. They get everybody. So there's that. And then the story hit three down about Stephen McAdoo. Uh, when Ryan Dinwiddie came on here on Friday and said he didn't deserve to get the boot in Saskatchewan. Boy, if I loved the blowback from the Ryder Nation on those comments by Dinwiddie. And that's, that's Dinwiddie. Like, I swear how many people don't know this guy. He's going to rock it, let it, let it roll, say what he wants to say. Yeah. And I love it because I know a guy like that. Man, they didn't like Now, having said all that with McAdoo, I get it. I never had a problem with him. I worked with him for a couple of years. But his play selection, personnel selection on the second last drive of the 2019 West Final, 
I didn't have a problem with him being fired. But those Jones boys, the Jones crew, Max, like the lieutenant colonel in the Jones Army. Yeah. You don't fire the lieutenant colonel. So the, 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 the reaction's been interesting. Very, very interesting. And can I just get your take on CFL, XFL? I said there hasn't been news on this. Really. There's been a lot of opinion. But not a lot of news. We'll spend way more time on this tomorrow with John Frenzy. Everybody wants to know what Frenzy thinks about this. But I'm going to tell you something. If there's a guy you want to listen to, I think it's the owner of the Alouettes, Gary Stern. This guy, he's a truth teller. He's a truth speaker. You know? Yeah. And we haven't heard from him for a long time. It's been a little while. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like he got the mob treatment, blanket thrown over him, <clears throat> put in a van and taken out into the field for a while right? and dropped off. So you got to find a way to get him on here. This is what we need. <laughs> we got a good relationship with the Alouettes. Corner him on here for 20 minutes. I think that would be great because, yeah, find out what's going on. Because after the talks have been announced, everything's gone real quiet. Yes. Real quiet. And they've let the dust kind of hasn't settled yet, but they're letting it. And my out. point on that is Gary Stern told the Montreal Gazette, it's no secret the CFL needs help. And you guys all see our DMs. They're all open here. So you see the CFL players, big name stars, DMing us saying, Rod, is there going to be a season? And I have yet to figure out why they're asking me. But here's the answer to, to it. If they get money from somebody, i.e. the help that Gary Stern's referring to, they will play. If they don't get the money, they won't play. I don't think you can put it any more simple than And I can't give you the answer because they don't have the answer. So that's what we're telling all the players. And it's horrible for them because they continue to be in limbo and dangle for at least another six weeks. John Frenzy said he heard May 1st is the drop-dead date to announce a season for the Canadian Football League. And I know, I know who his source is, too. Pretty high-profile CFL person. So... Unless I've completely misread it. That's my take. Yeah. And you got to think back. Again, we've been doing this with all of the leagues, and we've been right every time. But middle of May is training camps. So just start walking it back. Two weeks from there, you need for quarantine time. Two weeks from that, you need for training and travel time. And another two weeks is a buffer. So you're looking at beginning of April, maybe at the latest, the middle of April, where they need to decide if they're starting the season on time. If not then you know it's going to get pushed back. And everybody talked about Labor Day. If there's any hope of a season, we need to find out soon. Oh, yeah. And we're going to delve into this deep on the number one podcast in the XFL, XFL Mark podcast. That's the name. Follow him on Twitter, at XFL Mark. It's dropping tonight. And I'm very excited to be on the show. And this is the one thing. I'll just tell the football guys. From a media perspective, we've hooked up with all these XFL podcasters and reporters and bloggers. And our numbers have gone... Why wouldn't you work together? But they don't want to do that. Or at least they didn't last I heard. Some comments from our viewers here. Uh, Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, geez, the Argos can't win without anyone getting mad or beefing on them. Nelson Hakowicz says, from Dan Barnes, Edmonton Journal, there's more appetite for change among the Board of Governors than most diehard fans might hope. I'll believe it when I see it. Stop talking, start acting. Craig Campbell, downtown Toronto, Hockey Hall of Fame, says, Enoch Mwamba, a big signing for the Argos, but of course this was not noticed by the young generation at the sports networks in Toronto. Don't know what to say about that. 
but we're talking about it here. From William May, he says, the teams are in talks with the government about playing now. Great. Christmas is coming too. Jeff Stamps says, I love football Friday. Jeff, the Stamps fan, but it's not Friday. And we're going to be talking hockey with a Grim Reaper coming up here in moments. James Thrice on the Deshaun Watson stuff says, usually I wouldn't talk about this before some kind of verdict was reached, but at least one of the individuals asking for a settlement hasn't filed suit yet. And James Thrice is one of our American viewers. So I'll, the whole thing about Deshaun Watson is quite simply innocent until proven guilty. And maybe Stu Grimson will have some thoughts on that because he is a lawyer. Let's just, let's not tar and feather Deshaun Watson until we get some more details on this. What'd you say about, whoa! You said people are headline readers. Deshaun Watson accused of sexual harassment. Where's the charge? Where's the proof? Where? It's dangerous stuff here, man. And I'm just taking the the player's side in this case. And I want to read this comment from Norway. Norway calling. Last night was the night of domination in the NHL. The Flames need a fire lit under their butts. It seems like the CFL-XFL situation could be an American field with three downs and a yard off the ball. Just wondering. Sacramento was the only American CFL team that had a Canadian regulation field. What happens from here? Have a good day, everyone. Trent Bruner checking in from Norway where it is 5.15 p.m. Do we have the Grim Reaper? Awesome. We're going to Music City next. With the great Stu Grimson, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0. 3.0. Okay. The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords you've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink how about a battery operated small handheld with a headlight do you see where you're going oh my god to sort of get those nooks and crannies you know what i'm saying no chafing (laughs) well i'm getting to that but i'm telling you it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to this guy this guy the manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy nilly, you're willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code fansided20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. 
Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, listen, we're going to save most of the football talk for Football Friday tomorrow. Flame Tech Football Friday. I know I got you all riled up on the warm-up, but uh, Thursdays is a hockey day. Rod Monroe is watching. He's our producer, Clark's dad. He says, congratulations to the Pats on their first win last night. Here's to many more. Pats will face the Brandon Weekings on Saturday. Stephen Kleinsasser writes in, says, good morning from Martinsville, home of the best burger in Saskatchewan. Jennifer Illingworth says, good morning, crew, and are asking our viewers that are watching on Game Plus Television to check in where they're watching from. Bob from Grand Prairie, Alberta, says, Grand Prairie's in. This is kickoff for the dub, U.S. Division Portland versus Tri-City tonight. Were you aware of that? From Edmonton, watching in Edmonton this morning, cheers, Rod, from RBS. But let's bring in the Grim Reaper now. Very talented individual, hockey player, lawyer, NHL Network, best-selling author, model. How you doing, Grimmer? <laughs> who did I? What, you slipped that last one. You tried to slip that last one in on me. Who did I model for? <clears throat> the guy that reconstructed your face? The doctor that did that? Aren't you on all the pamphlets <laughs> in, his, in his lobby? Well, uh, yeah, he didn't improve on the before picture, but he got me pretty close to the before. So kudos, kudos to the doc. Grimmer, I'm going to dive into something I said earlier. I wanted to ask you a few questions that you wouldn't normally get. Here's one. One of our viewers in Biloxi Beach, Mississippi, texted in and said, when are the Predators going to be good again? They've been bad for so long. I'm like, weren't they just in the Stanley Cup final not that long ago? Like, what? What, what's the deal with the Preds? I don't feel like it's a downtrodden fan base or should be. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting question. It really is. I mean, that was a, a very competitive um, iteration of the Nashville Predators. I think we go back to 2017 as the Stanley Cup Finals versus Pittsburgh, correct? And, yep. you know, I that team, it was one, it was a bit of a surprise run. I think I don't really think a lot of folks had them pegged to be a Stanley Cup finalist that year. Um, but I, I will say the most telling point is um, I think both the playing personnel and they communicated this to David Poyle, and I think David Poyle um, really took it to heart. I think I think incorporated a good bit of player veteran player feedback in his approach going forward around that time. And what I'm what I'm referencing, Clark, is um, the players were saying in their exit meetings that year and the year after, hey, keep us together. We think we got a good thing going here. We think we can improve on what we've done to this point. And really, with the exception of a tweak here or there, maybe signing uh, Duchesne for some down-the-middle support, roster really hasn't, um, on paper, improved since that time. So you're taking a team that exceeded expectations. I think perhaps it's either inferior on paper or the players that are on that roster aren't performing to potential and I think you've, you've kind of got what you see now, the recipe for a team that is well south of the playoff cutoff line in the, mm. um, in the Central Division. Well, and I'm not done on the Preds yet, but I want, speaking of the South, for years they were on Fox Sports South. I think they still are with Crispy and yourself. And it seems to me, you tell me if I'm wrong or not, but the Preds kind of own that Gulf Coast area of Mississippi, Alabama, obviously Tennessee, um, of fans. 
right? They're Preds fans in that area. Have you got that sense? Have you done any traveling around that area? They, like I say, they're on Fox Sports South. That's their TV network in that area. Yeah, no, they, they get really robust coverage and a pretty strong following in, uh, you know, in, in the Southeast generally. Of course, you get deeper into the Southeast. You've got the Florida-based teams who, who dominate interest there. But I think where you talk about the Preds, uh, there, there's really, um, I think, little doubt. You go Kentucky to the Tennessee South, uh, other side of Tennessee to the South is Alabama. And, uh, you know, kind of in that region, you've got a really strong following for for the Predators franchise. And of course, like any marketplace that that ebbs and flows um, with with how competitive the team is on the ice. And of late, um, you know, I think uh, a bit of a shock to a lot of folks. I didn't have high expectations for this club this year, given the the transactions of the last offseason, but I expected them to compete for a playoff spot. Doesn't looks like they're probably sellers at the deadline. So Grimmer, like I said, these aren't your normal questions that you'll get. And I know that you'll enjoy them. I'm just, I'm not going to ask any more from myself. These are all from the viewers. Oh, no, no more, no more preface required. You've, you've got my interest. You've piqued my interest here. Okay, good. Well, Craig Campbell from the hockey hall of fame, says, what do you recall playing with the University of Manitoba Bisons? And the reason this is timely is Mike Babcock, as you know, is coming back to the U of S. So we were trying to name all the ex-university players that went to the NHL. Todd Ellick, of course, came up. Corey Cross, yourself. Um, it's not that many. Steve, Steve Ruchin. Don't forget Steve Ruchin, an old teammate of mine. He came and out Dutch. of, I think he was... Well, yeah, Wright played for the Ducks, was the center to Tamu and Paul for years and years. I think Rooch came out of, uh, I think it was like an Ontario-based um, Canadian university. So what did so that do for your career, list. playing there? You know what? Uh, I talk about this a lot in the book, and it was well worth the stop for me. Of course, the uni- University of Manitoba came in between a uh, a three-year uh, career at the WHL level with the Regina Pats, whereby after I graduated from the dub, I was part of the Calgary Flames organization. I went to a Flames camp. I kind of, you know, I, I just, I didn't know if pro was for me. I walked away a very young, inexperienced, immature uh, young man. I went back to school and I kind of needed that time to grow up and 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 start to figure out what my future looked like. So, you know, stopping at the U of M, playing two years under Wayne Fleming, and let me just insert, uh, you know, a piece of insight here. Uh, I played for some great coaches. I have a lot of respect for really everybody I played for over the course of my career. Wayne Fleming, God rest his soul, Clark, uh, died tragically and 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 far too early. Uh, several years ago, lost to cancer. Um, he, he was one of the, the great men I ever played for, and I think one of the great hockey teachers I ever played for. Had a great career, both at the Canadian University level and uh, overseas as well, playing, uh, coaching in a number of the European leagues, and then was an assistant to um, a half a dozen different, assistant coach to half a dozen different organizations. Wayne was a good hockey man. So... so um, Oh, you're still going. Yeah, it was, okay. It was long story. Sorry, long story short, Clark. It was. It's it was Rod, just by a the great, way. It's Rod. Great, it's Rod. So, 
keep <laughs> Clark. Clark's your producer. I'm sorry. Do you have your coffee Rodney, yet, Grimmer? Sorry. Yeah, you're no, good. No, I'm just I'm like a half cup. I'm a half cup into it. Um, sorry, Rod. And uh, so, so the point that I'm making is that was a critical stop for me. Without that two-year stretch at the University of Manitoba, no way that I go on to, you know, enjoy a, a really, in my estimation, for a guy with below-average speed and hands of stone, playing pro hockey at the NHL level for, you know, 14 years, 17 years of pro altogether. Um, I exceeded a lot of people's expectations, probably including my own. <laughs> so what we love about this chat, and you're realizing it now, is it's hockey guys. So Dale Durkach writes in, the rat, he says, oh, Mike gosh. Ridley, Mike Ridley, New York Rangers, University of Manitoba. Right, right. And the rat That's also right. says, say hello to Grimmer for me, was my sidekick for a couple of years. Again, skill plays well when skill feels comfortable. That's Dirk's uh, comment. <laughs> um, uh, Paul Figler from the dubnetwork.ca is watching. He says, Ruchin played for the University of Western Ontario, for those who want to That's know. It. Glenn, a Pat's alum watching in Tallahassee, Florida, says that Grimmer is a good Christian. I know he's a believer. We've had those discussions. So there's that, Grimmer. So uh, it's a nice little hockey get-together here this morning that we're having. I appreciate you being part of it. Uh, Christopher Ryan where the heck is it? He had a comment about Don Cherry. What he's watching on YouTube. Don Cherry's comments about you with regards to fighting. I'll be honest, I remember it, but I forget the details now. Are you in grapes over that? <laughs> well, he apologized. Um, so, you know, I, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. I, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen Grapes walk anything back, and he did it full-throated on national television. So, you know, we appreciate that. But just to give folks the, the background on that, um, I, all of a sudden to start the broadcast, and I think this goes back to, oh gosh, maybe 2010, 11, something like that. Uh, to start the season's broadcast on Hockey Night in Canada, he comes out and makes some big splashy intro saying that Stu Grimson, Jim Thompson, and Chris Nyland are all hypocrites, tur turncoats, and pukes. <laughs> pukes was kind of, that, that touched a nerve. That touched a nerve. That really got me agitated. I've been called a lot of things in my life, but puke? I didn't, I've never been called anything like that before. Yep. On national television. But he called us that because we were taking this anti-fighting stance, which we weren't. I mean, Jimmy Thompson has clearly been anti-violence in hockey since he left the game. So that was, you know, true of Jimmy. That was on the mark where Jimmy was concerned. But he kind of looped Knuckles and I in on that when we had never said anything remotely close to that. So it kind of got our fire lit to, you know, rattle the legal saber a little bit and get CBC slash Don's attention. And I think ultimately, you know, it put him in a, in a corner where he felt like he needed to, to, to do the right thing, to walk it back, because nowhere out there, again, had we ever said anything like that. So he did. We let it die. And everybody's moved on since then. But I referred, into, I referred to it in the book as Cherry Gate. And it was, you know, for two, three weeks of the hockey season early that year, it was a pretty good dust up, pretty kind of entertaining to follow. It was big news, but I'd like to think people move on. Apparently they don't all move on. From viewer Donna Berger, she says, this is real life. Love this show for it. From Wayne in Victoria, BC, I am really enjoying the chat with Grimmer. Great interview as expected. 
And my last question for you, Stu, is this. Uh, I'd like to think you're our Predators insider. Ron Duguay was just on the other day as the Rangers uh, insider for us. Oh, he vol- volunteered to do that. But he said, where's the big rough-and-tumble Canadian hockey players that we all grew up with? He wouldn't put himself in that category. Yourself. I named Ryan Reeves. I named – is Ross Johnston Canadian of the Islanders? Do we – doesn't matter. He's like, you named two. <clears throat> Stu, do you think there would have been a place for you – in today's NHL, is a, you know what I mean? Um, I think, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good question. I think, you know, my answer to that, I think, help, helps inform people of how, how far the game has evolved. I, I don't think so. I, I think you've got to be quicker. You've probably got to be a little more skilled on the offensive side than I was. And, um, you know, here's the thing. I had a specific skill set, a specific strength. Uh, Rod, uh, I was pretty good at what I did, and I and I did that well. But I I didn't have, you know, the how should I say? I wasn't as well rounded as the likes of uh, a Matt Martin, a Ryan Reeves, a Tom Wilson is probably even an unfair example um, because he's yeah. I mean, he plays in a top six role and. Um, you know, he's piling up points annually now, playing alongside of guys like Ovechkin. Um, but I don't think so. You know, it's an interesting conversation. Well, do catch on. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the flip side of the equation, right? If Dewey, Dale Durkatch, my former centerman as a Regina Pat, if he were breaking into today's game, does he have a better chance of playing then, because he today rather, because he couldn't break in, uh, struggled to break in back in our era, the late 80s, the 90s? And I think the answer to that question is overwhelmingly yes. I would have loved to have seen Dale Durkacz coming up in this era of hockey. Uh, Smaller guys don't have to prove they can play. When you're that skilled, you get the benefit of the doubt until somebody sees different. So that's a... that. To me, is is probably a more interesting hypothetical. Could Dale Durkacz play in today's game? Hmm. <laughs> you bet, and he'd be lighting it up. Dewey was just in here the other day, and he said near the end of his career, the Oilers did offer him a contract, and you would probably remember that. But he was making more money in Europe. He's like, I just can't. Right. You know, and I understand that. By the way, the Oilers, Oiler alum, Bill Toelli wrote in here the other day. He was watching in Nanaimo, BC, and he said, "Hey, we it was horrible that we couldn't bring Durkacz into the '80s Oilers, but come on." It was the 80s Oilers. Let's, right, there was no, wasn't a lot of guys that could crack that lineup. But, Grimmer, we got to run. As always, uh, all the best. I look forward to the day that we share a stage again, my friend. Stay safe, and let's do it again soon. Okay, thanks, Rod, a.k.a. Clark. <laughs> got it. Have a good day. Uh, finish that coffee. Stu Grimson, Regina Pats, legend. That's how I remember. I wore this in his honor today. Although I wear Pat stuff most every day. The Clark and Daryl show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll be back. We're changing the name of the show, folks. <laughs> we'll be back with a sports update and a lot more. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to, uh, I said, it's check-in day, check-in Thursday, wherever you're watching the RP show, particularly on Game Plus TV, okay? Text us right here. comes to my hand, 306-840-8777. Write it down. Put it on the fridge or the coffee table or in your phone, preferably. 306-840-8777. 306-840-8777. From Timo in Edmonton. It was the once-a-week wake-up for the Oilers. I'll get to that in the sports. <laughs> Even Oiler fans now aren't fooled by their team. No. They're wary of them. Uh, from Metal Shingle Guy, he says, Bedsky and the Jägermeister representing Canada in the future. Hockey Canada is probably salivating at the thought. Go Pats. That's from Metal Shingle Guy, who is admittedly not a hockey guy, but he's, he's into the Bedard Jagger story. Yeah. What does that tell you? You got to play. You got to get in front of people's faces. Marketing and hype works, believe it or not. And he goes on to say four down football on the bigger field with a waggle could sell in the United States. See XFL 2022. Again, text us where you're watching from today. What, what else do you got to do? We're interested to know where people are watching. So far, Alberta. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of, Alberta, of Alberta, Alberta. Which, hey, we're happy with. Connor McDavid had a goal and two assists for the Edmonton Oilers in a 7-3 win over the host Calgary Flames Wednesday night. It was their first loss under Daryl Sutter since he took over as head coach. Nikolai Ehlers' overtime goal gave the Winnipeg Jets a 4-3 edge over the Montreal Canadiens at Bell MTS Place. Adam Gaudette scored in a shootout to give the Vancouver Canucks a 3-2 victory over the Ottawa Senators at CT Center. Thatcher Demko made 30 saves for Vancouver, who's won three in a row. Mika Zabinajad tied an NHL record with six points in the second period of the New York Rangers' 9-0 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. I won't put you on the spot and ask you who held the record, and still does. Zabinajad tied him. Six points in one period. Brian Troche from Val Marie, Saskatchewan. I wouldn't have got it. No, nor would I. No. Patrick Gway and Thomas Casey both scored twice, and the Charlottetown Islanders completed a two-game sweep of the Cape Breton Eagles with a 7-1 victory on Wednesday in the queue. Get this one, dupes. Earlier in the day, Cedric DeRusso had a pair of goals, and Colton Ellis made 21 saves as Charlottetown blanked Cape Breton 5-0 in the first game of a doubleheader. What? Huh? A doubleheader? A major junior hockey doubleheader happened in the queue last night, or yesterday. That's incredible. Tuesday's game between the Eagles and Islanders was postponed due to an issue with the ice at East Link Center. It had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> oh, think <laughs> about that. Would it, the coaches would have to agree to it. I'd love to talk to a coach. Would you ever agree to a doubleheader? Of course. That's incredible. Would you? I would. Right. But would Mitch Love or Dave Struess? hockey, more hockey, more hockey, more hockey. Nobody has a problem with it, Darren. Baseball players do it all the time. I know, but... Philip Daou scored once and set up two more, and Dakota Lund-Cornish turned away 31 of 33 shots as the Moncton Wildcats halted St. John's win streak at three games. Uh, by the way, not to let the cat out of the bag or tease people, but you're going to see that Moncton Arena in about 
six, seven weeks' time live in the flesh. It is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Right on the main drag in Moncton there. And uh, did I tell you about when I snuck into there? No. Touchdown Atlantic, I just, you know me. I wander around, I visit, and if I can't get in somewhere, they wouldn't let me in the one-door security. So I went and bought takeout from a restaurant, went back to the other security door and said, <clears throat> delivery here. Go right in, bro. <laughs> Don't try this at home. The other, the other is just wear a suit. Just wear a suit. Oh, yeah, they never stop you if you wear a suit. Another loss for the Raptors. Storm and Norman Powell scored a career-high 43 points, and Toronto had almost a full roster, but the Raptors were dropped 116-112 by the Pistons in Detroit. Fred Van Vliet returned for Toronto after missing time with COVID-19. He had 12 points on two for 13 shooting. Don't let that stop you from betting with our official betting partner. Come on, Canada. The odds just didn't work yesterday. Didn't work, but if, you know, watch to see if they do that again. Because five times the bet, you got four times to be wrong and right. still be okay. Just don't let that scare you off, you first-time bettors, with our official betting partner, Come On Canada. You can place your wagers at comeon.com, download their app. They're findable in many places. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your home of Regina Pats hockey, on their big screens next game Saturday night at 8 p.m. versus the Brandon Wheat Kings. And you can find them on the heart of the Dudney Strip. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. About the Rangers blowing out the Philadelphia Flyers last night, I asked Kyle Hall if he would watch and chime in on the program today. He hosts the Broadway Hat Podcast. And I was on it a couple weeks ago in New York. It was my Broadway debut, Darren. (laughs) And we're still talking about that. Kyle Hall says St. Patrick's Day Massacre at MSG. Hopefully this gets Zabinajad going in with Panarin red hot since coming back. Could the Rangers go on a run? Get back in the East conversation? If you follow those Rangers guys on Twitter, they were having a blast, a ball last night. Did you see Dugay? He tweeted, I wish I could play in this game. I know. It was point night. So, yeah, a lot of things to talk about in the world of stick and puck. Eh, We'll jump into viewer takeover when we come back, plus our curling report on the way the Silver Fox. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. That's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We got a lot popping here today. We got a lot going on. Um, And here's me caught with my pants down. I wasn't ready for the curling report. Uh Uh-oh. It's not going to take long. Gushu won. I know that. <laughs> Gushu and Einerson won nine one. That's your curling report for Verge Agriculture. <sighs> Gushu always wins. There we go. Jeff Walker knows every inch of the room, hall, lobby, and parking lot of the hotel housing the teams in Calgary's curling bubble. He and infant son Liam will cover the same ground while Laura Walker competes in the Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling Championship starting today. Jeff Walker embarked on his fourth straight week in the bubble yesterday. Jeff plays lead for Brad Gushu, who competed in the Briar that concluded Sunday at Wind Sports Mark and McPhail Center. Laura skipped Alberta to a bronze medal in last month's Scotties, 
She and Jeff tag-teamed on baby duty while Laura shunted back and forth across the Trans-Canada Highway between hotel and arena. Can you believe that? How about that? Unreal. Canadian Mixed Doubles opens today in the Calgary Curling Bubble, and uh, some people have been in there for over a month. Well, Laura, and then she's going to continue because she's playing with Holman now yeah. at some Grand Slam events, and wow. Meanwhile, ongoing efforts to make everyone feel welcome and engaged in curling centers across the country will produce some significant initiatives that will benefit the sport of curling. While progress has been made in the areas of diversity and inclusion in curling in recent years, there is much work to be done, according to CEO Catherine Henderson. She said in a news release from Curling Canada, over the past 12 months, all sports organizations have been learning some hard truths about where we stand on the topic of diversity and how much we still need to do. It's been in equal parts unsettling and encouraging. We've listened to so many voices about the issues that need to be addressed, and it wasn't easy to hear those voices. We were challenged and justifiably so. So a significant outcome of the consultation process with curlers from all backgrounds across Canada will be launched on Sunday in recognition of the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. So be watching for that. Curling reporters for Verge Agriculture helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software free today at vergeag.com. How come I don't see any black curlers? I say that tongue-in-cheek, but Good it's question. a... <laughs> I'm just saying, what? It's the people that curl, okay? Vernon Davis was uh, a curler in the States. He was trying the to get... San the, Francisco was, 49er? Yeah, was he on the... Can't win with him. He was either on the Olympic team or he was trying to get on the Olympic team. And he was their coach. We talked about it yesterday with Liz Child from dubnetwork.ca. I say it tongue-in-cheek. It's just those are the people that curl. It's what it is. Turn on the TV. At some point, can you just say, this is the demographics of the sport. These are the people that won their respective regions. That's why they're here. That's right. That's all. To the text line from the 290, anonymous texter. I mentioned I had called the Mad Greek when I was in Moose Jaw a few weeks back and asked for the Rod Peterson special, and they hung up on me. LOL. He was joking. Well, I was back in Moose Jaw this week and decided to ask for the DuPont special and my pie came topped with hair. <laughs> Kidding. Awkward. Kidding. Great food, great people. The Mad Greek restaurant. Do we have something to face off on? Who's going to finish higher? Dupes, Blades, or My Pats? Well, I wasn't really calling for it, but what the heck? The Blades will. What are you talking about? You already won the last one, okay? He scored on Nolan Meyer. I said he wouldn't score on him all year. He'd score on everybody else, not Bedard? Nolan Meyer. Yeah, and he didn't, did. Didn't take long. Didn't take long. He scored. Um, we didn't have that game on, on television, but... Uh, Can we write it down? March 18th. Rod says the Pats will finish higher than the Blades. and usually, We've debated this once already. The Blades will finish higher. I do, th- I do believe that. But I've given up on this Bedard not scoring on Saskatoon business. Well, you're already wrong on that. Like you said, you're yep. big enough to admit that. Yes. Uh, and by the way, for anybody that's jealous of the hype that Connor Bedard's getting, aside from Carson Denemy because he's scoring like a phenom, but anybody else, you do what Bedard's doing, you'll get the hype that Bedard's getting. Todd and Langenberg writes in, is there a goalie controversy brewing in Regina? Keeper looked good last night, but Roddy Ross is supposed to be the number one. Signed, Todd in Langenberg, the home of Kelly Buckberger, 
And uh, we said it on the broadcast last night. I hope you watched it. Do you go with a hot hand, the guy that got his first win last night, the rookie who's 17, or do you go with a 20-year-old who's supposed to be better and supposed to be your guy? I'm not sure the answer for that. But we'll find out who starts Saturday night at 8. Uh, the face-off is for the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. Available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. And for Ultimate Fan Zone, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list, visit the Man Cave, downtown Moose Jaw, or on Facebook. Next hour, the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, a lot of CFL, XFL chat, and more of all these topics. We'll see you back for Hour 2 after the break. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.